we are both right now drinking our Cardi Miracle, which is, uh, and we both prefer it with a little bit more water. So and I'm almost done with mine, but this was full. It was full. Um, and it's one scoop twice a day in distilled water. It is important to put it in distilled water. I put mine in spring water. Spring water will work too. Don't use I just tap not tap water. water. I don't it defeats the, the whole purpose. Really? I like mine. And I, I actually, when I get about halfway through this, yeah, I add more water. water to it and I drink it all day. Um, it's literally every vitamin and mineral that you need at even more than what the you know government recommends. Right. And your body just anyway. expels what you don't need. Your yeah. body will not absorb it. It's like once it reaches the limit, you'll find that you go pee more. So right. What were your symptoms before? Oh, I was I would get short of breath going from the kitchen to my bedroom. I was working from home eight hours a day and I there were many, many days that I did not make it through a whole shift because I was dizzy, I was nauseous, I was shorter, like shorter breath to the point, which is what I think was causing my dizziness because I wasn't getting enough oxygen. I felt terrible, like almost all the time. And I went through that for about a year before mm -hmm. we started doing this cardio miracle in February. And it really has made a difference. And it's hey, every there. day, seriously, start really, your day. What it is. It's like really, start your really day have with to. cardio miracle. Go to defiantmiracle.com. It's our affiliate link. Use promo code defiant. If you sign up for the subscribe and save, then you get oh, that's so helpful. an additional to order it. Yeah, ten percent off, and then they just send it to you every month. All right, so uh, Cardi Miracle, get yes. yours today. DefiantMiracle.com promo code Defiant. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all, and they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates lockdowns and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats we can simply say no not again the only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply refuse to show vaccine passports refuse to wear a mask refuse to stay at home we will not comply with fauci we will not comply with joe biden and we will not comply with authoritarian governors i am not going to comply this ends now. I am a soldier in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or kept up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me. Because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me, for when my commander calls me from this battlefield, 
He will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with Him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. so much to do this week as we continue to prepare and wait. We had a long day yesterday. We played the entire first, well, the original Fall of the Cabal, 10 episodes, and then the first four of the sequel to the Fall of the Cabal. And 
I had a bit of a revelation maybe during the sequel, given what's happening in today's world. And Latanya asked if I could talk about discernment a bit. I think that's a good idea. Discernment. How do you tell the truth from the false? How do you have discernment? Well, first I have, you know, I, I get told a lot that I, I look at things differently than other people do. I put the pieces together in a different way. It's not just me. There's plenty of autists out there that do this. A lot of Anons that look at things differently, right? I'm always a little different. What is normal anyway? It's part of discernment. What is normal? Understand there is no normal. Everybody's individual. But when you take a look at the bigger picture, when you step back and you take all the information you have, I like to envision it like a giant puzzle. Does this piece fit here? Does it fit better over here? What picture does this create? What picture does that create? But the first thing you have to do is take emotion out of it. And that's the hardest part. You cannot have true discernment if your perception is colored by emotion. You know, about, oh, I don't know, 15 years ago now, 10, 15 years, I don't even know, when Mick was in the military. And, uh, Liam was three, so eight years ago. Okay. Mick was home. You know, he was home stationed here in Savannah for the first three years that Liam was around. And during the Obama years, sequestration came through and we were excited because that meant that this was going to be mixed retirement assignment. He had a couple of years, six years left. That was it. We're done, right? No more PCSs, no more change of stations, no more moving around. He was going to be here. That was awesome. And then he got orders to move. And we said, how is this possible? We're in sequestration. No, no. Doesn't always apply. He was the only person at his rank with the experience and training necessary to handle the job that they were asking him to do, literally in the entire army. So he had moved to Bragg. And we were, we had two kids. I'd been here the whole time, but we were in a good part of our marriage, right? When you're with someone for a very long time, you have good years and bad years. And we were in a series of good years. And the last thing I wanted to do was let that go, give it up. So my immediate reaction when he got orders to move was, I'm going to move with you. I'm moving. I'm coming with you. That was the emotion. And then we sat down and we talked about it. We put the emotion aside. And we said, what's truly best for us as a family? Because we knew that the job that Mick was going to do, he was going to be deploying pretty much constantly. He was gone for 90 days at a time and then home for 90 days and then gone for 90 days. And then we found out that when he was home for 90 days, he would actually be able to come home. He wouldn't have to report in every day because of the nature of the unit he was in. So while my initial reaction was, I'm going to 
we're going to sell up. I'm going to pack up. I'm going to move the kids away from everything they know, everything they love, everybody they've ever been around their entire lives and move to wait with no job, no support system. That was the emotional reaction. But we took emotion out of it and we looked at it with discernment. It wasn't fair to the children for us to move them away from everything they knew and loved. It wasn't fair to me to give up a career that I'd worked so hard to build at that point. I mean, I gave it up later for a different reason, but that was my own choice. And it wouldn't have made a difference if we'd packed up and moved as far as seeing him more because he'd be gone. It would put a lot more stress on our lives. That was unnecessary. And we were able to take the emotion out of it, put it aside. And examine it, set it on its head, look at it from a different way. And that's what we have to do in life every day. We let emotion drive us. We let the media drive our emotions. We let our friends and family drive our emotions. And that we let our emotions drive our decisions. That's the wrong way to do it. That's not how you get to the truth. That's not how you do what's best for you. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have emotion. That's not the case. But they're your emotions. And they're your decisions. And you need to be able to separate them. So when you're looking at something, when you're, when you're reading a story, you're watching the media, you're watching the news. It's not the news, it's the media, right? And you say, there's just something not quite right about that. How do I find out the truth? Think about it. Set your emotion aside. And turn it on its head. Look at it from a different perspective. If you think something is so obvious that it has to be true, look at it from the other side. Look at it from a different perspective. Turn it on its head. Because true understanding only comes when you weigh everything with the balance of life, death, and the kingdom. And that's the bigger picture. Maybe because we've faced death so much. Maybe because I lived in limbo for so many years, wondering if Mick was going to live or die at any every given moment. You know, the doctors told me 19 years ago that he'd be dead in five years, and here he is, better than ever. But for a long time, we lived on that precipice, that balance, that razor's edge of life and death. Where I knew, I expected, I was waiting at any moment for him to just die. Because that's what they told me was going to happen. Maybe that has enabled me to put things in a different perspective because when you're standing on that razor's edge of life and death for a decade, a lot of the other shit just kind of seems trivial, stupid, pointless, a distraction. Look at what's really important. What's really important to you? Without emotion, what is best for you? And let that color your decisions. Not what someone else tells you. Not your emotions. 
put those aside. Weigh everything of life, death, and the kingdom. For me, that's the best way to discernment. So, let's see what our good friend, Brother Matt, has to say. This is his uh, continuing series of messages that he got between Easter and Pentecost. And uh, he did actually put out a, um, maybe we inspired him to go back and reread some of the messages that he put out and try and look at them with some more discernment give a further explanation. But the first one he did, we haven't gotten to yet. So we're not going to play that yet. So this is, uh, again, a continuation of his messages from Easter to Pentecost. Of course, it helps if I share the screen first. Good morning, Lucid. And Sheila, good morning. I haven't seen you before. Welcome. Lindsay, Good morning. CDP, Brian, Tammy, Pian, Liana, Kristen, good morning. Good to see y'all. I hope y'all have an awesome week. Right. Hey, brothers and sisters, it's Brother Matt back with you with uh, another message from the Lord that I want to share. Uh, before I do that, I just want to express my gratitude to everybody who uh, watches these videos, comments on them, subscribes uh, to this channel. And for those of you who like these videos, I, I appreciate it. Um, and uh, your comments and things like that uh, do encourage me uh, to keep going. And I'm glad for the way that uh, many of you are responding and um, responding to how the Lord is, is leading you and prompting you. Um, if you're new to this channel, then I encourage you to check out the other videos that I've posted as I've been posting um, really a series of messages that the Lord uh, started to give me around Easter and continuing all the way through Pentecost. And what I do on this channel is I just read the message that the Lord gave me the way that he gave it to me. Um, so I don't go into a lot of interpretation for you know, maybe what these things mean. Um, I don't really feel like that's what I'm supposed to do at this point, but rather I'm just supposed to give you what he gave me. That's what he told me to do. So that is what I am being faithful to do. Um, so today we're going to read uh, the message from May 15th. And I know some people may wonder, well, why, you know, it's October now. Why is he reading messages from May 15th? Again, you know, the Lord gave these things to me earlier. There was a period of time when I was not um, given release from the Lord to put these things out, to put these things out there. And so it's only really since he uh, gave me that permission and that confidence that it was time for me to put them out there, that I've started to put them out there. And I've really just tried to uh, put them out there day by day in the order that they were given. So I'm going to read the message from May 15th now. And I pray uh, as you listen that the Lord would give you discernment, that the Holy Spirit would um, give you understanding and give you ears to hear and eyes to see what he is saying here and um, that he would guide you on how to respond. So here we go, May 15th. I, the Lord, will speak to those who await my coming. Soon you will be satisfied. You who long for me, you will see your king coming on the clouds. Your faith will become sight. I will call you to myself, O children of the Lord. You must endure only a little while longer. As you wait, do not become impatient. Keep your hand to the plow. My work among you will be completed. As you wait, Wait with expectancy, for you know my day is near. Gather my sheep. Do not forsake the meeting together of the saints, even as you see the day drawing near. 
I still have work yet for you. Do not grow weary in doing good. Do not look back from the plow. Continue in these good works I have prepared for you, but stay ready. Look for me for the sign of my coming, for I am coming soon. Continue on, O servant of the Lord. This is the work I have given for you. Upon this earth, there is judgment declared. Happy is he who avoids the day of my judgment. The master is at the door. There is none who can withhold from him what he is due. There is none who can resist him. Confess your sins, O man. Repent and return, for the hour is late. The Lord does not desire that anyone be destroyed, but rather that all would come to him. The Lord is at the door. He will not be overcome. He will fight for those who are his. The Lord is a strong tower. The Lord is a shield, a banner. Open the door. Do not resist him. He will fight for you. I am an ever-present help in times of trouble. I am your hope, your salvation. Lean on me. Rest in me. I will strengthen your hands. I see the Lord seated on the throne, exalted. And the train of his robe fills the temple with glory. He will fill the earth with glory as the water fills the sea. The whole earth is filled with his glory. The mountains are his. The valleys are his. We are the people of his pasture. He is the good shepherd. My sheep know my name, says the Lord. They will not follow another. The gate is narrow and wide is the path that leads to destruction. Yet many would choose the wide path. Do they not know? If they would only come to me, I would heal them. Do they not know? I offer them abundant life. Come to me, all you who are weary, and in me you will find rest for your soul. My promises are true, for I am the faithful one. I am the only one who is trustworthy, yet many are deceived. They cannot see, they cannot hear. For the prince of this world has blinded their eyes and deafened their ears. But I will snatch many from his hand. I will prevail, says the Lord. He is a defeated foe, a serpent under my boot. I will grind him down into the dirt and rescue many. I will ransom those who are my own. Look to me, O peoples, and be saved from this perverse and wicked generation. Taste and see that I am good, and in me find the satisfaction that your heart craves. I, the Lord, have spoken these things. I am the unchanging one. That is the message the Lord gave me on May 15th, 2023. I pray uh, for you, wherever you are, that you would be blessed and encouraged, exhorted and challenged, however the Lord would challenge you. Um, as always, again, I'm grateful for your comments and things like that. If you have prayer requests, please feel free to post them in the comments. I do uh, pray for everybody who asks for prayer. And I know that others on this channel have been praying uh, for people too. So that's great. Let's keep that going. God bless you guys. And I'll look forward to seeing you with the next video. We'll watch the next one at the end of the show. But for now, let's start with a prayer. Dear God, thank you for giving us the strength and energy to do everything we need to do to prepare for your arrival. 
for your return. We know the day is near. Think about what Matt told us. He got these messages way back in April and May. And he wasn't given the authority to release them until October. Because the day is near. God, we know you know that we're an impatient, stiff-necked people. Thank you for having patience with us. We beg for your return. Although I must humbly request that you not return until next week. I pray you watch over my husband in his travels, make him successful in his efforts to provide for our family, to prepare for your return on a physical level. God, I thank you for our friends and family. As more and more come and listen to your word every day, I pray that you give them discernment so they may hear your word with the truth, with ears to hear. God, I thank you for our animals, even the ones that are in heat right now. It is rut. Rut is upon us. The other reason Mick is going hunting. And I pray that you bless us with new life. Maybe we'll get puppies out of Annie and Seamus. If Seamus can figure it out, he's very big. From us all gone. Thank you for life every day. Thank you for life. Please watch over all of those that are close to us. Encourage those that want to reach out but are hesitant to reach out. If you need someone to talk to, if you need guidance or counsel, if you just need a friend, reach out. We welcome you to the Wolf Pack. We're here to help you find your path back to God. But understand that while we can guide you and counsel you, that path is yours. It is up to you to see the signs that God lays out for you. It is up to you to hear the things that God says to you. I can't hear them for you. Listen with discernment. Look with eyes to see, hear with ears to hear. So that we may all prepare for your return. Lord, I beg it soon. So, if you remember last week, we finished the book of Joshua. Just barely. I was pushing it too. And we're moving on to the book of Ruth, which is not very long, by the way. So we might make this a little bit of a shorter show today. I mean, we're already 35 minutes in. So we'll read the book of Ruth. We'll listen to Matt's next message. And then I have to help my husband get on the road. 
and then go paint my mother's hallway. And I have a sick child and running dogs. God, thank you for patience. So, the book of Ruth. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malon and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Amalek, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab, and the name of one was Orpha, and the name of the other Ruth, Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. And Malon and Chilion died also, both of them, and the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return unto the lands of Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that ye may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have an husband. If I should say, I have hope, if I should have an husband also tonight, who should also bear sons, would ye tarry for them till they were grown? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die and there will I be buried. The Lord do, do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. So they two went until they came to Bethlehem. And it came to pass, when they were come to Bethlehem, that all the city was moved about them. And they said, Is this Naomi? And she said unto them, Call me not my Naomi, Call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why then call me Naomi, seeing the Lord hath testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabites, her daughter-in-law with her, which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. Chapter 2. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came, and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and her hap was too light on a part of the field belonging, belonging unto Boaz, who was kindred of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem, and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? 
And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning until now that she tarried a little in the house. Then Boaz said unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go unto the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes, that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been shown me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Then she said, Let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for that thou hast comforted me, and for that thou hast spoken friendly unto mine, unto thine handmaid, though I be not like unto one of thine handmaidens. And Boaz said unto her, At mealtime, Come thou hither, and eat of the bread, and dip thy morsel in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers, and he reached her parched corn, and she did eat, and was sufficed, and left. And when she was risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and reproach her not. And let fall also some of the handfuls of purpose for her, and leave them, that she may glean them, and rebuke her not. So she gleaned in the field until even, and beat out that she had gleaned, and it was an epaph of barley. And she took it up and went into the city, and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned, and she brought forth and gave to her that she had reserved after she was sufficed. And her mother-in-law said unto her, Where hast thou gleaned today? And where wroughtest thou? Blessed be he that did take knowledge of thee. And she showed her mother-in-law with whom she had wrought and said, The man's name with whom I wrought today is Boaz. And Naomi said unto her daughters-in-law, her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord, who hath not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. And Naomi said unto her, The man is near of kin unto us, one of our next kinsmen. And Ruth the Moabites said, He said unto me also, Thou shalt keep fast by my young men until they have ended all my harvest. And Naomi said unto Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that thou go out with his maidens, that they meet thee not in any other field. So she kept fast by the maidens of Boaz to glean unto the end of barley harvest and of wheat harvest, and dealt with her mother-in-law. Chapter 3 Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, My daughter, shall I not seek rest for thee, that it may be well with thee? And now is not Boaz of our kindred, with whose maidens thou wast? Behold, he winnoweth barley tonight in the threshing floor. Wash thyself, therefore, and anoint thee, and put thy raiment upon thee, and get thee down to the floor. But make not thyself known unto the man, until he shall have done eating and drinking. And it shall be when he lieth down that thou shalt mark the place where he lie, and thou shalt go in and uncover his feet and lay thee down, and he will tell thee what thou shalt do. And she said unto her, All that thou sayest unto me I will do. And she went down onto the floor and did according to all that her mother-in-law bade her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of corn, And she came softly and uncovered his feet and laid her down. And it came to pass at midnight that the man was afraid and turned himself. And behold, a woman lay at his feet. And he said, Who art thou? And she answered, I am Ruth, thine handmaid. 
Spread therefore thy skirt over thy handmaid, for thou art a near kinsman. And he said, Blessed be thou of the Lord, my daughter, for thou hast shown more kindness in the latter end than at the beginning, inasmuch as thou followedest not young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, fear not. I will do to thee all that thou requirest. For all the city of my people doth know that thou art a virtuous woman. And now it is true that I am thy near kinsman. Howbeit there is a kinsman nearer than I. Tarry this night, and it shall be in the morning, that if he will perform unto thee the part of a kinsman, well, let him do the kinsman's part. But if he will not do the part of a kinsman to thee, then I will do the part of a kinsman to thee, as the Lord liveth. Lay down until the morning. And she laid his feet until the morning, and she rose up before one could know another. And he said, Let it not be known that a woman came into the floor. Also he said, Bring the veil that thou the veil that thou hast upon thee, and hold it. And when she held it, he measured six measures of barley, and laid it on her, and she went into the city. And when she came to her mother-in-law, she said, Who art thou, my daughter? And she told her all that the man had done to her. And she said, These six measures of barley gave he me, for he said to me, Go not empty unto thy mother-in-law. Then said she, Sit still, my daughter until thou know how the matter will fall, for the man will not be in rest until he have finished the thing this day. Chapter 4 Then went Boaz up to the gate and sat him down there, and behold, the kinsman, the kinsman of whom Boaz spake came by, unto whom he said, Oh, such a one! Turn aside, sit down here. And he turned aside and sat down. And he took ten men of the elders of the city and said, Sit ye down here. And they sat down. And he said unto the kinsman, Naomi, that is come again out of the country of Moab, selleth a parcel of land, which was our brother Elimelech's. And I thought to advertise thee, saying, Buy it before the inhabitants and before the elders of my people. If thou wilt redeem it, redeem it. But if thou wilt not redeem it, then tell me that I may know, for there is none to redeem it beside thee, and I am after thee. And he said, I will redeem it. Then said Boaz, What day thou buyest the field of the hand of Naomi? Thou must buy it also of Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of the dead, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance. And the kingsman said, I cannot redeem it for myself lest I mar mine own inheritance. Redeem thou my right to thyself, to thyself, for I cannot redeem it. Now this was the manner in former time in Israel concerning redeeming and concerning changing. For to confirm all things, a man plucked off his shoe and gave it to his neighbor. And this was a testimony in Israel. Therefore the kinsman said unto Boaz, Buy it for thee. So he drew off his shoe. And Boaz said unto the elders and unto all the people, Ye are witnesses this day that I have bought all that was Elimelech's and all that was Chilion's and Malon's of the hand of Naomi. Moreover, Ruth, the Moabites, the wife of Malon, have I purchased to be my wife, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance, that the name of the dead be not cut off from among his brethren and from the gate of his place. Ye are witness this day. And all the people that were in the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. The Lord make the woman that has come into thine house like Rachel and like Lee, which too did build the house of Israel. And do thou worthily in Ephetah and be famous in Bethlehem. And let thy house be like the house of Pharaoh's, whom Tamar bade unto Judah, of the seed which the Lord shall give thee of this young woman. So Boaz took Ruth, and she was his wife. And when he went in unto her, the Lord gave her conception, and she bare a son. And the woman said unto Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman, that his name may be famous in Israel. And he shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life, and a nourisher of thine old age. For thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, which is better to thee than seven sons, hath borne him. 
And Naomi took the child and laid it in her bosom and became nurse onto it. And the woman, her neighbors, gave it a name, saying, There is a son born to Naomi. And they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now these are the generations of Perez. Perez begot Hezron, and Hezron begot Ram, and Ram begot Aminadab, and Aminadab begot Nashon, and Nashon begat Salmon, and Salmon begat Boaz, and Boaz begat Obed, and Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begat David. Hmm. And that completes the book of Ruth. Let's listen to the next message of Brother Matt's before we get out of here. Hey, brothers and sisters, it's Brother Matt back with you with another message from the Lord. The message I'm going to read uh, now is from May 16th, 2023. It is part of the longer series of messages that the Lord gave me between Easter and Pentecost. Um, if you're new to this channel, then I strongly encourage you to check out the other videos so you can see the other messages that I've posted um, as uh, the Lord uh, has given me these things to share. Um, when I share this, when I, when I give this message, I just read everything exactly as the Lord gave it to me as I received it. Uh, I give it back. I, I try not to be interpretive or to explain things, but rather just to read read it word for word as it was given. Um, so I pray that the Lord will give you discernment and wisdom about how you should receive it, how you should respond to it, that he would give you eyes to see and ears to hear um, so that you can understand uh, what's been given and what the purpose is for you at this point in your life. Um, as always, I'm grateful for everybody who likes and subscribes and, and comments uh, down below. Uh, for all of you who put prayer requests in your comments, please do know that I do pray for these requests as you give them to me. And I know others in the comments do too, uh, which is just awesome. I'm also really grateful for everybody who has been sharing these videos with others and really working hard to try to make these videos available to as many people as possible. I, I'm, uh, I'm grateful for that and I'm grateful for, you know, partnership and with you in putting these things out. Um, for others to hear. So uh, I'm about to read what we have for May 16th, 2023. Here we go. I am the Lord, ruler of all the earth. The heavens are mine. The earth is mine. The peoples are mine. I will not give my glory to another. I am the Lord who set your feet on the rock who put a new song in your mouth, who cleans you up from the muck and mire. I have known you. I made your inward parts. I am he who knows the end from the beginning. Soon I will come with my angels, my heavenly host. I will come in strength and power, and every eye will see. Look for me. Look for the sign of my coming. Look for my sign in the sky. Tell my people, in my house are many rooms. I have prepared a place for you. You will hunger and thirst no more. You will cry no more. There will be no more sorrow, no more pain. I have laid a great feast before you. I have invited you to my table. Who among you will be prepared for the bridegroom's call? Who among you is awaiting my knock at the door? Prepare yourselves, O oh my people. As I went into heaven, so shall I come again. Watch for me. Do not despise this prophecy. It is no little thing. Honor me with your faithfulness, your obedience, 
Speak this word, write it, record it, release it. It is given for the people as a testimony. My word is faithful and true. My word does not return void. My word alone is trustworthy. Have no fear to speak my word. Do not fear the inquiry or the questions of man. For in the time that you are questioned, I will give you my word to say. It is not yours. Remember, do not attempt to hold it. I am preparing a way for you. Only watch and see what I will do. I am the Lord. I have given this word to the peoples as a testimony, as a warning, as a promise, as an admonishment, as a guide, as a reminder. I am not silent. I am a God who speaks. I am he who was and who is and who is to come. And I am coming soon. Walk the road that I have set before you, O servants of the Lord. I have prepared a way for you. I will be your guide. I will lead you in the way you are to go. Only follow me. Do not doubt. Do not fear. Soon I will loosen the restraint. All things are at the ready. Soon the trumpet will sound and the Lord will descend. And I will call my people to myself, that they might be where I am. There will be great rejoicing in heaven on that day. Continue to resist the schemes of the evil one. He has stiffened his neck against me and against my chosen ones. Resist him. Give him no foothold. I will give you eyes to see the scheme that you might know it for what it is, but still you must resist. Though you are tired and weary, give him no advantage. I will be your rear guard. Take up my sword and my shield that you might prevail in this battle. I have spoken. Jesus is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. He who was born of a virgin and conceived of the Holy Spirit. He lived a sinless and holy life. He demonstrated his authority over all things. He is the one who was crucified for your sins. He was buried in a tomb. He was resurrected after the third day. He appeared to more than 500 during the 40 days and he ascended into heaven in the sight of his disciples, and he will return again in power to judge the living and the dead. He is the only one worthy to open the scroll. He is the lamb who was slain. Honor him, all you peoples. Turn to him and be saved. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and all who call on his mighty name shall be saved. That is the word that the Lord gave me uh, for May 16th, 2023. Brothers and sisters, I pray wherever you are um, that you'll be blessed and that the Lord would uh, reveal himself to you and help him uh, help you to know him uh, more deeply. Um, I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. All right, so look at that. We are right on time. Amazing. Liana will be coming on at 9.05, I hope. I truly hope because that's going to get makeup to North Carolina and me through painting my mother's hallway. I will be back tonight at 5.45 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the start of this Patriot Party podcast with a surprise guest host. Y'all will be excited. You know him. So until then, I hope you all have a wonderful, blessed day. And God keeps you safe in the palm of his hand. 
Thanks for listening, y'all. I'll see you on the flip side. Baby, chill, don't medicate, just meditate You waking up now, well, baby, you hella late Educate, look at what's going on, let it resonate Accelerate, find your inner hunger like you never ate Agenda is to push the hate, separate and segregate Don't celebrate quite yet, the storm is coming Cue for heaven's sake, violence that they demonstrate Instigate and penetrate the values of our country And our God is what they desecrate My fighters ain't no featherweight Pulling out the seams of the fabric that they fabricate They feed us lies, manipulate Intimidate through fear and force Forcing us to sit and wait Till we come together, congregate, and then we liberate Praying that you give me strength to find some love amongst the hate Marching on these streets of blood Till I see the golden gates Troubadour and troubled souls One of God's servants Blades out, cut the grass till we see the serpent oh, This puppet show stays on because of you Just digested, suspected something's going on, but chose to just neglect it. Deflected by some breaking news, oh, we just accepted. Expected just to fall in line and follow their perspective. Don't question their objective, but I got a lot of questions. How these kids molested, but nobody's been arrested. Credit in the testament, these children are protected. So I'm fighting all these terrorists, both foreign and domestic. Refuse to be directed, lying, not a sheep. Only kneel to my God, so I'm dying on my feet. Uh. Silence when we speak, but there's violence in the street I've been rolling with the punches, I can't take it on the cheek uh, Drink from a glass half full, I'm optimistic People are sadistic, so vicious and malicious Praying for assistance to overcome our position Or I'm gonna start resisting and then I pray for forgiveness oh, one day, I hope you see the truth This puppet show stays on because of you Show stays on because of you